Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rama.org.au forward slash media. Father, thank you today as we look into your word that you bless your word, you help me to minister this, give you all the thanks and all the glory, Father, for everything that you say and do in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. So today's Christmas, and uh, as our wonderful worship team sang those songs, and even as we had James come up to receive the offering, and he said some things, uh, you know, Christmas can mean different things to different people. Uh, it means a lot to us as Christians. Here's the definition. I just kind of thought, let's look up the definition of Christmas in the dictionary. And it says, it's the annual Christian festival celebrating Christ's birth held on uh, the 25th of December in the Western Church. So that's like a definition for Christmas, but notice it's, it's celebrating the birth of Jesus, okay? So celebrating his birth, I would just like to get into some, uh, this really quickly today and build our message around this, but the purpose that Jesus was born into the world. Uh, because like the purpose of his birth isn't just so we can have Christmas trees and lights and even buy ourselves presents, but the, the purpose of his uh, birth is really huge. And so here's a few things that we're going to look at today. We're going to uh, look at this, the earth and people without Jesus. Because when you see what the earth and people were like without Jesus, you'll understand why he had to come. And then what God said, you know, God prophesied that he would send light. And then God also, uh, then you can see that somebody came before Jesus to prepare the way for light. And then the last thing we'll look at today is in his light, we see light. So that's really just the roadmap. So let's talk first of all about this, the earth and people without Jesus, okay? Now the earth and people without Jesus, if you, um, here, here's a statement, and this will help you understand where we're going. Darkness is an environment where problems breed and questions remain unanswered. I'll let you think about that. Darkness is an environment where problems breed and questions remain unanswered. And that's kind of the way that the earth was before Jesus came. If you go into a dark room without lights, you're going to have a hard time even walking across that room. Sometimes during the week I come into this auditorium and, uh, and there's no lights in the auditorium, okay? And it's really hard to walk through this auditorium when it's totally dark. And, uh, and, and so it's kind of like that when you go into a dark room. Uh, in the darkness, you can't read, you can't write. In the darkness, you can't see out in front, and you, you can't see ahead of yourself. Does anybody know what that is? Um, uh, and so uh, it, it's my pack, I think. So um, sorry about that. Okay, I, I, um, it might be okay, I just tightened something on my pack. I'll put this here in case I need it. Okay, so getting back into darkness, uh, it's hard to walk through a room when it's dark, you can't read, you can't write, you can't see ahead of yourself. It's different to, it's very difficult to live in the dark, okay? So spiritually now, there can be natural darkness, 
but there also can be spiritual darkness, all right? And spiritual darkness in that environment, as I said, it's an environment where problems breed when there's spiritual darkness and questions remain unanswered. Okay, so here is a scripture that I want you to notice about the world before Jesus came. Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 2, it says, For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. The peoples. So before Jesus, according to what the Bible says, darkness was all over the earth. And not only the earth, but notice it says thick darkness was upon the peoples, okay? And I know before I met Jesus as my Savior, I know that I was confused in life. Before I met Jesus, I had a brand new, and I know that um, at my age, some of you might not know this automobile, but I had a Pontiac Grand Prix growing up in the States. Now that Pontiac Grand Prix, it was a, a dark green one, really nice looking with black, you know, like very nice car with sport wheels. It was loaded to the max, you know, when you get every option on it. So I had this, I was, I, I was um, in business with my uh, brother. Uh, you would have thought that I was, could have been really happy because in business, had a nice car, young, uh, all those kind of things. Are, are you laughing because you don't think I'm young any longer? <laughs> but you would have thought that would, would really, but see, I was just confused, really didn't know why I was on the earth. Things were cloudy and things were dark, exactly like the Bible says things are for people without Jesus. And so that was kind of like my life. Now, look at this verse here in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 17. It says, I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. And then the next verse says, they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. I want to point out this one thing in the verse that people that don't know Jesus, according to what the Bible says, it says they're darkened in their understanding. Now, if you know about Ephesus, you would know that Ephesus was a significant city, an influential city, and it, it was very educated people in that city. I'm going to say that again. There was like really educated people in the city of Ephesus. And don't you find it interesting that God said these people from Ephesus, and he's talking to the Ephesians, he said, if you don't know Jesus as Lord, that, that they're darkened in their understanding. While well, there were scholars there, they had a lot of intelligence, educated people, but they were darkened in their understanding. So if you could just please, along with me, admit this, that without Jesus, things are cloudy, things are dark. We don't know why we're on the earth. So that's the first thing that we want to look at. This came to me, uh, this statement came to me as I was preparing for today. Our purpose and goals without Jesus originate from a darkened understanding. Now, it's interesting in that uh, because Ephesus, as I say, Ephesus, they were educated Greek people. And the Greeks had some knowledge back in that day 
when this was written, but everything that they had came from a darkened place. All of their education, everything was out of that place without Jesus. That's the kind of way it is without Jesus. Now, here's the next thing we want to, that's the condition of the world. Here's, here's what we want to look at next, that God said, because of the darkness, that God said, I'm going to send light. Okay, now here's some, really, light's a wonderful thing. You know, God is light. The Bible says he's light. The Bible says in him there is no darkness. God is light, and in him there is no darkness, okay? So here, he created man in his image. So God is light, and in him there is no darkness, and God created man in his image. The original creation and the way that God created man was that man would be walking in light because man was created in the image of God. But because of what Adam and Eve did many years ago, uh, it caused man then to walk in darkness and not the way that God said. But look what, look what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 3. It says, nations come to your light, kings to your bright light. I love that verse. God said that. He said, nations will come to your light. Jesus is the light of the world. And nations come to that light. Kings come to the bright light. Okay, so it's just a few things about light. Light is attractive. If you ever get in a tunnel, you hear the phrase, light at the end of a tunnel. Like if you're in a dark tunnel, it's really good to see light at the end of the tunnel. Now, talking about walking through a dark room, you know, if, if you come into this room and it's dark, it's really hard to walk through, but if I, if I just look underneath those doors and I can see that light, just seeing that light, very attractive, and I just point my way. Now, I could trip over all the chairs and trip over things, but at least I see that light at the end of the tunnel. Light is attractive, okay? So I was just thinking about this, about light, that how every nation is attracted to his light and it just came into my heart that light is non-denominational light is transcultural and light is for every race and every color because it says now his light that everyone comes every nation every color every denomination everybody comes to his light okay now just talk, let's talk about this now, like this light that we're talking about, Jesus is the light. Preparing, you know, when it, you talk about preparing the way for light, do, do you know that between the Old Testament and the New Testament, there were 400 years of quiet? Like, like no one said anything. Nobody heard from God for 400 years between the Old and the New Testament. Quiet. God wasn't speaking through anybody. For 400 years okay I find it very significant when God finally began to speak it was when John the Baptist began to speak for God and that was radical there's like 400 years of silence and then after 400 years of silence there's a guy named John the Baptist and he began to speak on the earth and somebody then heard from God after 400 years of silence now you should take note when something like that happens. We weren't there, but you would have thought somebody needs to take note of this. It was quiet for 400 years, and now somebody is saying something. 
So, you know, what did John the Baptist say after 400 years of silence and nobody heard from God? Look, at in John chapter 1 and verse 6, it says God sent a man, John the Baptist. Now look at verse 7. To tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John came to tell about the light. And then verse 8, it says John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. When John the Baptist was on the earth, his whole purpose was to point people to Jesus. 400 years of silence, when God finally said something on the earth, what did he say? Jesus, my son is coming. And everything was pointed to Jesus after 400 years of silence. Here's the wonderful thing about this. John was consumed with pointing people to Jesus, but when I think about us individually and as a church, to be consumed with pointing people to the light. We are all lights. If Jesus is your Lord, you're a light. But getting consumed with pointing people to Jesus. I remember when I found out about Jesus and he came into my heart after I asked him in. And I, I remember it was a drastic change and I was very thankful for that when I met Jesus as Lord, when the weight of sin lifts off you and he comes on the inside of you and then things that were dark and confusing things in my life began to get clear, knowing why you're on the earth, knowing purpose made such a difference, which brings us to this today. And that's this, that in his light is where we see light. In His light, we see light. Now here's a few interesting things about this, and I don't know if you ever stop to think about this, but darkness can never emerge where there is light. You need to soak that up. Darkness can never emerge where there is light. And why is that so? You know, when, when day comes... Day doesn't come because darkness emerges. That's not why day comes. Okay? Night does not come because darkness emerges. Night comes because the sun goes down. Darkness doesn't exist as long as there is light. The only reason darkness can exist is because there is an absence of light, okay? And then here is another thought. Light will always emerge regardless of darkness. Darkness cannot stop light. Light stops darkness, but darkness doesn't stop light. You get that? Light prevails every time. Darkness cannot emerge as long as there is light. Now think about that even in a, in a practical way that problems, as soon as there is light that comes onto a problem, the light solves the problem. As soon as light shows up, if there's confusion, as soon as light shows up, confusion has to go because in the light, we see light. 
Now look at, look at this, look at, here's some scriptures here that help us with this. Luke chapter 1 and verse 79, it says this about Jesus. He came to give light to those who sit in darkness. Jesus came to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Psalm 18, 28, for you will light my lamp, the Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. I like that. It says Jesus will light our lamp. Jesus will light your lamp. He lights my lamp. And then it says the Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. If there's anything in any person's life where there is any kind of a a problem or situation where you have not an answer, you don't know what to do, as soon as light shows up, clarity comes. As soon as there's light, there's answers. As soon as there's light, there's direction. As soon as there's light, people know which way to go. Okay, so it says, you'll light my lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. And then let's look at this scripture. One last scripture today. I love this scripture. It says, For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. In your light we see light. Let's say it together. In your light we see light. Say it one more time. In your light we see light. Now that's an interesting thing, isn't it? In your light we see light. Here's some thoughts about that. The first one is this, when you look at that scripture, it's in God's light. It's not talking about natural light, but it's talking about God's light. It says, in his light, we see light. Now, isn't it interesting that it's because darkness cannot emerge where there's light. So isn't it interesting that as soon as you get in God's light, you see light. In other words, in God's light, you don't see darkness. As as long as God is shining light, you can't see any darkness. And that's interesting, very interesting. Uh, Here's here's some thoughts here. That God, God pulls us out of dark places, okay? But when he pulls us out of dark places, instead of us showing our darkness... He show, instead of uh, him showing us our darkness, his light shows us light and not darkness. I'll say that again. When God pulls you out of a dark place, instead of showing you your darkness, God shines light on you and shows you his light. So the way that God pulls us out of darkness is not to show us our darkness. It's almost exactly opposite of the way mankind thinks and is without God's enlightening our thoughts. Because the way that mankind would be, and even a lot of times the way that we are as people, is we want to point our finger at somebody and tell them everything we see wrong with them and tell them about the dark things in their life. But you know, God doesn't do it that way. In his light, he doesn't show you darkness in his light, he shows you light. Yes. 
In other words, he pulls you out of dark places with light. God doesn't lead with darkness. God leads with light. And Jesus is the light of the world. And so you do understand that when God sent Jesus, he sent light. And now it's totally different on the earth with mankind. God is leading us by light and with light. And so that means even in your life, the things in your life that you're not satisfied with, the things in your life that you, uh, you want to be different, well, if you know how God, God will cause those things to change by you get in his light and he shows you light and he, he'll take you out of the confusion and the dark places with light. He'll put light out in front of you, practically speaking. He'll say something to your heart by his spirit and he'll give you direction. That's light. The Bible talks, it says he will, he'll light a path for our feet. When a path is lit up for our feet, it, we know which way to walk. God is a positive God. And he will lead us that way without condemning us and without making us feel guilty. So here's, here's a thought here. God doesn't take us back to dark places and events. And, and there are some that get confused and they think the way to get out of a situation is to go back, backwards. But God isn't a backwards God, he's a forward God. And there are some people that get confused and they think that uh, they have to go back to when they were born. And when they were born, you know, they got dropped on their head. And they have to get over the, you know, and that's how they're going to, if they can get that taken care of, they'll be okay today. But God doesn't go back. And I, I mean, I'm just being funny and cheeky there. But you, you don't, God doesn't take you back to dark places and events. Here's another thought here, that God enlightens our understanding to truth. So God's not going to take you back to a dark event, but instead, he's going to enlighten our understanding to the truth. And when your understanding is enlightened to the truth, it automatically pulls you out of darkness and takes you forward. And here's one last thought for today. God lights a path of truth for us to follow. So instead of taking you back to a dark place or a dark event where he wants you to, uh, you know, and revisit something like that, he's going to light a path and set out a direction and move you forward because Jesus is light. So I'd like to pray today for everyone that's here Father, I thank you so much that you sent Jesus and Jesus is the light. Lord, I pray for everyone, single person, every single person in here, Lord, uh, anybody that would be resisting light, that's resisting truth. Lord, I thank you that you help them, that you're lighting things for them, that they know what's right. They know the way that you would say to go. Father, I, I pray that you would help them to soften their heart and go with the light. 
in the event, Heavenly Father, that there's somebody here today and they don't know Jesus as their Lord, I pray, Father, that your light enlightens them and they understand that Jesus died. He became sin. He went to hell. And you raised him from the dead. Father, I pray that each person in here understands as we are told in your holy word that Jesus is the only way to get to God, to get to you. That everyone understands that Jesus is the only one that was raised from the dead and no other has been raised from the dead. And so there is no way to you, Father, except through Him, for He is the only one that has been risen. And all the others are in their graves. Father, thank You for making it clear in people's heart that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And that no man comes to the Father except by Him and through Him. I thank You, Lord, for speaking to people's hearts today that anybody that would be with us today that doesn't know Jesus as Lord, that they would end 2015 knowing Jesus as Lord. They would end this year in the kingdom of God with light and not darkness. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at church at If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at rhema.org.au.